Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, April 22nd. I am a homeowner. In this episode, Manchester United sink to a new low in their defeat to Liverpool. I'm angry and I have things to say. Arsenal proved to Mike they are, that Mike is right and they have a massive win versus Chelsea. I can't believe it. But first, Mike, I know I just threw this over to you. The relegation is battle is getting hot. Was Dyche the problem all along? Oh, come on. Was Dyche the problem? <laughs> no, what we said was rang true, right? And by the yeah. way, Southampton are no... No, know, but they're, they, they're no they're, special But They're, they're, they're opponent, so up and down, Southampton. They're so weird. Yeah, but they're beatable on any day by anybody, right? And so they we saw They also can beat anybody on any day by anybody. Uh, I go far more of the former than the latter. But I mean, uh-huh, big, uh-huh, big uh-huh. three points by Burnley, to, you know, yesterday. And... Uh, Today we are. It was today. Well, whatever. And yeah. uh, yesterday, right? When yeah. you're listening to this, you, listener, it's yesterday. But hello, listeners. Hello, <laughs> Newman. Um, yeah, one point again behind Everton. They obviously no longer have the game in hand, but Everton's game in hand, I think. Well, I don't even. I'm not going to pretend. I don't even this. know when the games but, in hand are. They're they're just they're missing. <laughs> it's back on. It's back on. There's a chance that Everton Football Club will be relegated for the first time in Premier League history. And um, I'm of two they, minds of it. I want – I don't want it to happen. No, feel, Everton being relegated is like, does men in blazers end? I mean, yes. Because um, <laughs> they can't by the talk way, about the same that stopped being a show worth listening to like four years ago. Uh, but shout out to the men in blazers. Um <laughs> They're an inspiration. Michael Davies yeah. just started doing more and more game shows, and Rod just got too into like he's weird. Like, yeah, it got like you're weird. We get it, but like enough. Um, and and I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Burnley can pull this off. But like we said, that they they're completely unpredictable now. There's six games to go for them. They have everything to do, and you have no idea what Burnley you're going to get. You do know that they have attacking talent up front. We've talked about Weghorst. We've talked about Cornet. Um, this time I, with set pieces, it was all defenders, and and that's that's, that's been often how they how they get yeah. you know. So they they, they here's that. the run in. They have Wolves, Watford, Villa, twice home and away. Right. Spur, your boys, Spurs, and Aston Villa at the end. At, and sorry, and Newcastle to finish the season. I don't I don't see one of those games that they can't get a point out of. Not they can one. get a point out of any of those games. Yeah. So, but I think the Watford one is that's a three. If they don't get you a have three, to get that. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, uh, Everton's are Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, Watford, Brentford, Palace, Arsenal. <laughs> that's could you Wait, have it worse? Run that back. Liverpool, Chelsea. No. no. Leicester. Uh, they like to mm, lose games. Not. Watford. That's a real battle. Brentford. At home, ah, not probably not. Palace at home, Arsenal away. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, what I would say, they have the they they both have Watford, right? So that's the big. game that I think they both can and will win. So with one point in the balance, and ignoring for the for the time being that Everton, well, they're going to lose to Liverpool. That's right. Dumb. No, 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 I know. And if they get smashed by Liverpool, they're officially behind on goal difference. So um, with one 
consider it like this, right? Ignore the game in hand because you just rattled off their remaining opponents. They have their plus one points on, on Burnley, right? And assume goal difference is either equal or Everton's going to lose it based on that run in. I like Burnley to get more than more and more point than Everton in those six games. They need, I, I don't think whatever, that's whatever, whatever hot yeah. Take. They, like I said before, and I said, I think we said this probably. I think Burnley need four points, and I'm not even being, I, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, I, it, I don't is think. It, is, is, does Burnley need two wins? That takes them. Not necessarily. We said, we said probably three weeks ago that if they can get to eight, they'll take out Everton. Everton are on eight, but they need to get to seven. That's two wins. No, I don't, I don't necessarily agree. I think maybe not four, maybe it's five, five points or, but they're not going to get two wins. Right. So like, I mean, they, they very well could, they could they might, get two wins. What I'm saying is I don't think they need to, I don't think Everton has more than three or four points left in them. Yeah. I, they I just, need, they just need to get right. Exactly. Whatever these games are, they need to so, get two more points than Everton. One, no one, because they because they'll like win on goal difference. They'll win on goal difference. So here's oh, the problem: it's gonna be they need to get uh, one ugly, more point than Everton. Ugly, ugly. It's not. I mean, great. I don't like Frank ooh. Lampard, but now I don't have that ace in the hole of trusting Deitch. I don't know what we're gonna get from Burnley, but this is a gamble. This is a massive gamble to fire Deitch. I and might if look they pull into what Burnley gets for to me to to stay up. Or what Everton gets to, to be relegated. I might hit that after this. <laughs> okay. Now, let me go into the scores because we had a lot of midweek stuff that we have to cover. I'm going to get into this. But Liverpool 4, Manchester United nil. I gave the inspirational speech to United. They clearly didn't listen. Didn't and listen. I don't think Rangnick gave the fucking speech. So whatever. Your mob, uh, Arsenal 4, 2 oh. at the bridge. What the My fuck mom. happened there? Cooper hey, Town, I told you. A, I, a, I, massive, a massive win for Arsenal. This is a regression to the mean game for Arsenal's horrible finishing. Yeah, um, they, they made Eddie and Ketia look like Didier Drogba. And <laughs> uh, it was just, just, you know, the saying goes, I hate Arsenal because I'm Tottenham. I hate Chelsea because I'm human. They're just subhuman pieces of <laughs> shit from Stanford uh, Bridge because uh, our, our, they just they just gave them the game keep going yeah sorry our, our 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 friends at Newcastle six wins at home on the bounce against Crystal Palace who didn't show up Newcastle really fun really good sports washing yay mm. uh one, <laughs> one one Everton Everton get a late draw in the 92nd minute Woo-hoo-hoo. that's now Leicester have I think lost I want to. I'm going to go with like 37 points in the last five minutes of games. It's shocking how many times Leicester have blown games, and they should have blown Everton out of the water. Uh, so many missed chances, but also uh, Richarlison missed a bunch. My mob City take on a very, very tough Brighton. That <laughs> I was very squeaky bum time the whole game, but once City scored their first, everything was fine. City put a pull it out. Kevin De Bruyne decides we're not losing, not today, not on my watch, mm-hmm. and he's the man of the match. And then today, yesterday's game, Burnley 2, Southampton nil, two defensive player goals, and Burnley are on the charge, coming for fucking Everton's fumes. 
it is an incredible thing to see two defenders. A center back, Nathan Collins, who's a bum, and Connor Roberts, who doesn't play either, is also from Wales. They take 16 shots against the mighty <laughs> against the, the mighty Southampton. I don't think Burnley have taken 16 shots in six months. In this in the Sean Dyche era. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think they ever got to 16 shots in a game. So that's a lot. Uh, the first thing, where do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Uh, you let's go, go right on, there. This. Do you is want me not, to go to United or to to Burnley? No, Burnley. This is not your father's Sean Dyche squad. We talked about it in the open, but like, there's just something different in the air. They're gonna stay up, and Everton are gonna go down. And I'll say this: I am not prepared to deem Leeds United safe yet. Yet, <laughs> no. I want you, them to. I, 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 badly I, want I, I can't I can't see them going down. I think they could get pulled into it, but they're yeah, you'd have to have Everton go on a streak of winning. I'm not I'm not suggesting that they are in trouble of going down. I'm just saying they're not safe yet. The difference and the line is, I mean, quite literally 34, right? Like, as we said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They so they're on 33. <laughs> they need yeah. one point from their final six games. They're going to get it. <clears throat> but until they do. I'm just, not comfortable with it. I think the thing that's shocking is seeing Villa down there. There, the Gerard magic is Gerard gone. It came and went, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was not great on their side. Okay, so we've got a we've got that sussed out. Everton, you like Burnley to overtake them? It sounds like you're all in on Burnley because you don't trust Everton and Frank Lampard. I don't trust Frank Lampard either. What I do trust for Everton is they've got a lot of home games. And they're good at home, and I think Anthony Gordon has legend in him to drag his boyhood club up. He was the one doing all the work, getting Everton into spaces. Uh, they have lost Calvert-Lewin again. This is a lost season for him and my fantasy team. Uh, that's okay. I was banking on him for 15, and he <laughs> gave me five. Uh, but Everton need a version of Benitez who's not Benitez right now, but they went with Frank Lampard and attack Burnley. We don't know. They do get their 16 points, but my fucking uh, ire has to be drawn right now to Manchester United. Uh, I got to turn the camera on and look at it. Do the Bill Simmons, turn the camera on. You are the weakest flimsy fucking octopus boiled lobster fucking piece of shit reds i've ever seen you showed zero nothing 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 gary neville said in the broadcast as he was doing it this team is broken they have nothing that team is broken they have nothing uh i i don't know why i thought cristiano and you spoke about it you know he'd lost lost a child i was like why would oh now he's not playing. The line yeah, they that sent didn't out. Occur to me. Yeah, it didn't occur it to me either. It it but he's such a fucking maniac. You'd be like, oh yeah, my kid died. I'm playing anyway. You know I what I mean? Kind of like <laughs> I weirdly sort of thought I I I was conscious of that, but it was in a completely different arena, and I just was like, oh, why isn't? Oh shit, yeah, of course. And then I went, oh shit. <laughs> but let's let's look at the, this lineup, right? Like this might be the worst United side ever to play. De Gea. Lindelof, Phil Jones, the corpse of Phil Jones gets pulled out and exhumed. Harry Maguire, Pogba, who comes off after 10 minutes. I think he realized this game was fucked and I don't want to be embarrassed. And he basically jettisoned his teammates. Rashford, possible. Fernandez, who just complained the whole game. 
Dallo, Wambasaka, and Nemanja Matches and Alanga. There's not a world class pair in that group except for Fernandez, maybe, and Pogba drops. And who do they bring on for Pogba? Uh, they bring on uh, Lingard. They had nothing. They showed nothing. Mm-hmm. Liverpool laughed at them, literally on the pitch. They let Thiago, who it's not like you can't fucking scout what Manchester City do. You fucking sit on him. You take that Rashford number 10 and you put him on that number six and you say, you're not beating me because you make shitty Jordan Henderson do it. But no, the first goal for Luis Diaz is a pure thing of beauty. I can appreciate it for what it was. Out from the back, full buildup. Every player touches the ball except for Van Dyke, and they score a goal in five minutes. That's a fucking tap-in. They just ping it around. They just pass all the way through United. From that moment on, five minutes later, Pogba's like, oh, I'm I don't, I'm not feeling well. He's out. Salah scores a goal. It's 2-0 at 22 minutes in. And I stopped watching because I don't know how why Manchester United does this to people, but I think they have a special thing. People are... I think there's a level of disappointment that is now extending out from not just United fans, but everyone. We're all looking at this team, feeling the feelings of hatred, of I know who this team is, I know what this brand means, and you're just like, you can't be this bad. This is bad for all of us at this point, right? (laughs) Like, this is supposed, you're fucking Manchester United. You're supposed to fight. You're supposed to play for the shirt. You're the Red Devils. You're fucking Beckham. The legacy of the club is in you. You cannot play like this. It's like when the Yankees were bad. But even when the Yankees were bad, they fucking cared. Yeah. Right? Even our Yankees, even like bad, like, like let's think about worst Yankee era. You were probably a kid, but like Stump Merrill, you know, listless 75 and 83 seasons. But even that, there was still Donnie. He was still mm-hmm. on those teams. We never, the Yankees never really, even at their collapses, they they still showed fight. Like, it got bad, and at least George Steinbrenner fucking cared. He was like, this is completely unacceptable, to the point that he was fucking spying on his own players to see if they were going out <laughs> at night, right? Yeah. Like, th- there's not even that. Like, this, it's worse than that. They don't care. It's apathy, yeah. It's the they're on the beach and they do have their Ten Hog uh, announcement. They finally announce it after they speculate and completely throw uh, Ajax's season down the tubes because they they lose their national cup because it happens like it happened to City when City announced that Pep was coming to the team. They just fucking checked out on Pellegrini. They were like, oh, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> <laughs> um. But and it's so, just – what do you feel that feeling that I feel for United? Like you watch them and you're like, this can't be right. Sort like the of. universe well, no, is no, broken. No, no. no I, and I didn't tune in because I saw the lineup and went, uh-oh. Ooh, hmm. And I just – I didn't bother. Um, you're not invested. But, I needed them to fucking get something. And that was the something. thing is that like I, I was sort of invested in the Liverpool shit kicking and I and – I, <laughs> You got it. I knew I just I knew it was I didn't watch because it was so beyond a shadow of a doubt what was going to happen. Um that unfortunately I missed the ability to bet on it because I was working on something else. I was like, oh shit. Nine Um, nil aggregate over the two legs. 
nine nil on aggregate. your let's go get them boys sort of speech on on our last episode it got me riled up it made me a believer and then i remembered that ronaldo <laughs> wasn't going to be there and i went, I've totally oh, forgot i want no part of this um i just can't believe how bad they are it's just fucking it's shocking it's just it is like up is down down is up there's nothing there i mean and then rangnick just just eviscerates the team he's like oh seven players have to go this team needs a full rebuild like you're the fucking coach so, what the so, fuck are you doing so what's what's next for ragnick he's out he's just yeah. gone he's yeah. done well he's that's the other problem like they gave him this interim role and then he i think what what i saw from, what i see from the season is he comes in he tries to get them to play his way they can't really do it he regresses a little bit they drop out of the Champions League, and once they drop from the Champions League, the big players completely mail it in. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this guy's nobody. Oh, and they're not going to sign him if we lose. So, fuck him. I'm not yeah. listening to him. Um, here's a thought. who, Which club at the moment is more of a coach killer, Manchester United or Paris Saint-Germain? Um... Like reputation wise, right? Because think about when Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. I think when Chelsea picked up Tuchel, it was like, oh man, this guy's kind of a cast off. He's, you know, licking his wounds, if you will. And and Pochettino is looked at probably in the same light to the point he has diminished. He has been him. diminished. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's different problems. I think that with United, it is a structural, top-down American owner, rot and take the money out of the stadium, second class in everything. Well, wait a team. minute. They still they still spend a ton. No, they they spend badly. Like it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. it's very yes. Steinbrenner Yankees where they're spending on the wrong thing, right? Right. They're right. just Sheffield doing the wrong. That I sent you that that Instagram story where they showed the yearly spend versus Liverpool. I mean, it's like holy shit. This is bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's the Glazers taking an NFL model, taking money. They're just like I don't think they're being malevolent. They're just like this is how sports work. I take a profit. This is my team. I fucking own it. Fuck off, yeah. right? But I think, and then when they do miss top top four, they're going to spend this year and try and get back in the top four. Absolutely, sure. because yeah. that's what they, that's the pattern: up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, but I think the difference is, is that this is a structural institutional damage within United. The whole thing is sort of rotted and sort of been made to fall apart and the, who's reporting to who. And I don't know about that. And blah, 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 blah. Whereas PSG, I get the sense is there is a hierarchy. Uh, the, 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 the Qatari group has it. They do have Leonardo. The issue with the coach killing is the stars, specifically Neymar, can go around the coach. Yeah. And that the, 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 the Qatari group, I forget his name. If I knew I would remember it. He likes being around stars and he's taking a branded star model versus a great team model. So he's mm-hmm. taking, a, he's basically running PSG as though it's an NBA team. That's the yeah. issue. Yeah. No, that's right. Fair. So he's essentially gotten to the, he's, he's got a team that plays like the Lakers. And so what you want in that model, and here you go, I'm going to, I'm going to dabble with my NBA knowledge. Are you ready for this? 
What you want from that model isn't Eric Spolstra. You just want a babysitter. Yes. You want LeBron to run the team, and you just want a guy who's going to have a clipboard and and no. But Spolstra's a people. great coach, and they've empowered him. He does run that club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but back in the LeBron well, days, in the LeBron days, he tried to get him fired, and Riley backed Spolstra. So this ah. would have been a case where they do come. Let's in that example, Neymar comes and says, "I don't want fucking Tuchel," and ownership said. You're getting too cold. Too bad. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. And he's staying and we're backing him for another 18 months or we're backing him for another two years. So right. they create this instability okay. where the players know they can stay and they can push the coach out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's more like City are the Warriors or the Spurs, not the other Spurs. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Spurs who <laughs> win things. <laughs> yeah yeah anyway um, so that's our nba i had to i just can't with united it's I, I i probably went way too long but i'm just like no i can't fucking deal with it there's it's, also it's shocking one other game to talk about this week and i'm kind of mad about that one well give it to us i just <laughs> so again on the show on our last episode we talked about it on the preview chelsea and arsenal at stanford bridge arsenal coming off of three straight defeats at least two of them where they probably should have had some kind of result from it. A draw um, and a win probably. On one yeah, one. more than likely. And it's just one of those where, yeah, the, yeah, but they can't finish. Yeah, but they can't finish. They start in Katia up top and really just take it to Chelsea. I mean, an early goal and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, I actually – I had a couple of friends of mine who are Chelsea supporters. Um, I went into a meeting. I came back. I missed three goals. And it was a short meeting. I went, what the fuck? All hell broke loose. So um, they go into half 2-2. And um, what can only be described as a calamity at the back for Chelsea. Uh, yeah, Christensen ends up, just gets kicked. Get, uh, Christian gets, uh, they play it behind Christensen. And he sort of half tries to half clear it to Saar. It doesn't quite get there. Uh, I mean, to be fair to... Pinballs around. To, and To be fair to Chelsea, they're, basic, they're playing three fullbacks. No, and no. This rookies. is where you can't be fair to these fucking pricks because they played three fullbacks. They gave Rudiger a rest. Why? Yeah. So you yeah. can have him play in the shithill derby against fucking West Ham on Saturday? Are you kidding me? I don't know. Me? Maybe he was hurt. I don't know. Are you kidding me? There was no nothing in the injury report, mm. right? So mm. you picked a team that was ripe for a hungry, desperate Arsenal team and full marks to the Gunners, they completely took them to the woodshed. Four goals for a team who couldn't score in a fucking brothel in the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, they get oh, lucky though. I mean, a couple of the the goal, the Enketia goal on Christensen, he just fucking runs him down and he makes a mistake. That's but not luck. full marks, you got to chase the guy. You got to yeah. make it happen. It's a five percent chance that something goes wrong, and it went wrong. The other one was a really nice. The other Enketia goal, which I think is a third is a really nice ball into him. The first touch is incredible, but then Saar half clears it. The ball's kicking around and it happens to fall to Inketia. He gets the finish. And the goal in between the Smith Rowe Odegaard goal is just, can we, can we love Odegaard more? I mean, I, is he a player? Is he just like baby Erickson, like early Erickson? Sure. Yeah. He's got I mean, that vibe to see him. That. He's so good. And I can't yeah. believe it. I'm looking at this. He captained the team. He's got that in him. He is the young captain of Arsenal that you can see being there until Real Madrid go, huh? We had, we were we right. had a guy. We had a guy who looked like him when he was a kid. Yeah. I wonder what happened to him. 
Um, but he's soccer. still only 24. He's been in our brains now for eight years. We know yeah, who Odegaard yeah, yeah. is. Sokka um, uh, scores a penalty, which is a is a collector's item. By the way, sense. he he fucking shithouse drew that thing. It was yes, he pretty, did. pretty incredible. It was impressive. <laughs> and uh, and I love it. The old so he he takes Aspilicueta's arm and does the old chicken wing grab right, and right, then right. drags himself under. to the ground. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was surprising that that uh, was what ha- not held overturned. Up. Yeah, on, over VAR, that's probably yeah. a yellow card for simulation. But yes, um, they uh, they get the, the the insurance marker and then they take him off for Lacazette, who thank God didn't touch the field when the game was still in balance because yeah. he's terrible. So <laughs> and Katia makes all the difference in this game and. And and now here we are. We are yeah. He made he, the so game Marlo's, in hand. Marlo Marlo Stanfield because that's who Eddie and Ketia looks like. Uh, nice. You know they put more points on the package, and so <laughs> he is gonna get a run of games. I think that we'll see. Uh, you have to. You have to. You have to see what you can get from him because the future is not Lacazette, right? You've no. got to see if Enketia can do anything. Again, Saka was incredible. Being you know on the side of Sar and Alonso, just torturing them. He's so good. I mean, between Smith Rowe and Saka, you've you don't have to like Arsenal. I will wax poetic and I have all season. Having a team that is young with a young manager, that they take their lumps, that yeah. they grow together. They're clearly talented. They've had a lull. They've fought back. They've gotten to a place where they feel okay. Uh, and I'm gonna connect this back. This is what you do. This is how you rebuild. You get the fans on side by playing young boys because the fans can't really, they don't really hammer kids. You know, they have a little bit of a, all right, he's one of our own. That's what United needed to do. They needed to do that with Rashford and Mm -hmm. Lindegaard to a lesser extent and, and, and Martial. And they did have that path under and McTominay under Solskjaer who had that connection. Was he a good manager? No, but they had time for him. And by getting Ronaldo and getting uh, Varane, they speed everything and up Sancho. and the whole thing breaks. I think Sancho worked within that context. I think they could have just gotten Sancho and Varane and I think built as that group. It's Sancho the Ronaldo works. signing that breaks everything. Yes, of course. But Sancho works in that construct because of where he came from. No, yeah. no, no. Well, yes. Oh, yes, and he comes from and he comes from City. And he comes like from a, City's a Academy, and they're like, yes. fuck you, we got one of yours now, right? Like, yes, like exactly. Adam Banks cake eater for the, all the Mighty Duck fans out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. All um, that stuff matters, right? Like yeah, these narratives, yeah. these pieces that we've talked about this sort of concept, and I, I always try and remember it because I was listening to a bunch of podcasts how it's a thing we don't have in the States that is such an important piece for American fans to understand. The fans in football are the third estate. You've got coaching, you've got the club and the players, and the fans. The the third pillar has to be on side with your group because no matter what, they carry the history, they carry the feel-good, they carry the narrative for your club. If you can keep the fans with you, everything works. I'm trying to think forgive anything. If there's any fan bases in the US that not our equal because I'm not saying Cowboys. that there there are no because they've been irrelevant for however long now and yeah they have have they won a playoff game since Aikman was quarterback I don't know but the it's not the point that yeah. as much as you want to sit there bitch moan and complain nothing changes right yes, like, they don't have right they have no connection they have no they have no way to affect things on the field 
Whereas in football, you really can create toxic environments where things go badly and the team feels it and reacts to it because we don't have organs. We don't have guys playing. We don't have anything like that. Everything comes from the fans, right? How you play, how the team cheers, that whole connective sort of soup <laughs> that makes a team go on. You could see that with Arsenal and the Arsenal away end, they dragged those kids forward. They did. They were there, especially the only... with the half empty t- Stanford Bridge because of the restrictions. I'm, I'm struggling to find a really good example. Um, but nothing. like we often do, I mean, I probably would go to like college level, yeah. you know? Yeah, sure. Um, the big where, house maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You get like, like, like Michigan or um, honestly other sides. Like the, the thing about this though, is that there's, there's very few teams and fan bases in America that have the ability to self-reflect the way that European and English fans do um, when things are going poorly. Because because right? there can be so much continuity with a manager or with a team because there's no yeah. free agency. All of it is, it can all sort of institutionally suck into your team. It's this yeah. fire yeah. that, that burns and your team can either collapse or keep moving, right? You've got, yeah. you've got a team like Atletico who you are afraid of. And because the fans, the whole thing is one group. The whole thing moves together. Crystal Palace. Palace is a great example. Brentford is another example. You're afraid, right? We're going to talk about the games this week. That's a You've good got segue. to go to a night game in West London <sighs> at Brentford With where your team firing. is better. Your team is better. But you're going into a fucking a beehive. Den. A literal beehive. beehive. A literal beehive. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not feeling great about this game. If the, you look at the schedule, there's three big ones, and we'll, we'll touch on all it of feels, them. It feels very draw. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just interested to see, to, to the point of, like you said, about um, um, Liverpool and United, about having Rashford and, and, and Thiago. The inverse is true for Brentford. Put Rodrigo Bettencourt on number 23 for Brentford, Christian Eriksen. Do not let him move. Do not let him touch the ball more than three times at a clip. And yep. if you do that, you will win 3-0. You will not Actually, have a problem. I would say put Hoiberg on him because Bettencourt is going to need to pass the ball forward. <laughs> Fine. And that's interesting because they're both Danes. And, and I wonder if I wonder if facing Eriksen will unlock Danish. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's another layer to yeah. roll on top But if of it, it unlocks Danish Hoiberg, who's actually um, good. Yeah, and, and like has a horn that's broken off on his helmet. Right, 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 right. <laughs> he, 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 he wears it around his neck on a... On There's a so many Danes. It's going to be like a Dane reunion. It's like, ooh, yeah. what's the line that the, the Jamie Vardy in the tunnel... With uh, in Leicester City, he's like, "Ooh, Danish friends," because <laughs> he's such a fucking moron. Yeah. Uh, speaking of our Danish friends uh, from Leicester, they find a way to blow another game. Shocking! And our friends at Everton move forward. Uh, I did finally hear that uh, there is fear on my friend Mister uh, Schmeichel's job. They're finally sort of going. Uh, you know what? That guy's not good. And yeah. that's actually ham- happening to the Ramsdale. I think Ramsdale's uh, time as a pumpkin is up. The clock is struck. He's not really influencing Arsenal the way he had been in the first half of the season and in the fall. So there's a little bit, a little bit of a goalkeeper world. I have one more goalkeeper friend who hasn't been doing much. Our friend, Mr. Mendy, when he was the top yeah. 
defending superstar saving fucking Chelsea when in the first month of the season we're like, oh my God, is Edward Mendy the best goalkeeper in the world? No, no, he's not because the two best are still the two best, right? Yeah. It's it's still Allison for the saving, less so the distribution and um and, De Gea. and Ederson for the fact that Oh and De Gea. Yeah, but De Gea can't pass. He's terrible. Okay, but, but he has no, saved their ass a million times. David, okay, the, let's be very clear about something. I don't want to hear about how the last five years have revolutionized the goal can, goalkeeper position. The goalkeeper's job is to use any of his limbs. He's the only one that can use all of them to, <laughs> to keep stop the, ball. the fucking ball out of the net. If he yeah. can do that at a clip that is significantly higher than his peers, he automatically is one of the best in the world at his job. And David De Gea is as good or better than anyone in the world currently yeah. at his actual fucking job. At his actual for, fucking job. For well, because points? For, for, no, City, sure. for City's perspective, we don't need anyone to make that many saves. That's it right. actually makes sense. That would be a waste. Like, we don't need De Gea because sure. he, he doesn't get that many shots. We actually need another midfielder but, in but goal. When, but when, <laughs> com, yeah, no, I understand. But when comparing goalkeepers against goalkeepers – yeah, yeah, yeah. Bald-headed fuck, Pep. I don't want to hear about how you basically have a sweeper keeper. I want to think about what yeah. – and, and by the way, Ederson is a tremendous goalkeeper and does yeah, come tremendous. up big. Sometimes, often. but not like those other guys. But he just doesn't – I mean, the, the, the body to. of work, he doesn't have the body of work because yeah, the team to. hasn't taken that many shots, yeah, right? And, and that, he hasn't been good. getting bombarded by Liverpool. No, no, case, no, no. Case no, in no. point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that takes us to, to my friend's uh, – the city game. We know the score, but there was a feeling in that game that was fucking squeakiest. Of yeah, it was shaky. That was shaky. It for was. A uh, so Brighton did the same thing it had been doing in the last three games, taking the two games from London itself, specifically North London. And they were like, hey, that's been working. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that would be a collection of scouts so if they, I did, think if they the, pulled that the, off. The key thing that stopped Brighton from being able to win this game was Basuma wasn't playing. Yeah. So he was out. We didn't get that third of their super. So Caicedo, who's new, is it now he's in his third start playing with uh, Mbwepu and then no Basuma saved City's ass because Basuma's mm -hmm. the offensive one who can get things moving. Yeah. And they really kicked the shit. They really were tough and in our ass and just like, man, fuck off, Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like all those – like City liked to go wide and have all the players stretched out really wide. And those passes were there, and there were a million times where City did the cross-field ball, and you're like, is Mara just going to pluck this thing out of the sky? Oh, well, yeah, he is. There he is. Okay. But then Cucurella's fucking there like a goddamn seagull on shit. They're just there. They're like seagulls <laughs> after food. They just – they're fucking everywhere. But uh, City <laughs> eventually did break them down. Uh, with the football, De Bruyne just fucking muscles his way through. Almost could have gone down three times. Cucurella, of course, kicked him because that's what Cucurella does. It sort of slips into Mares. Mares smashes it, gets a deflection. We get lucky, get the goal. Then Phil Foden later on on a corner smashes one, arrows in, deflected, goes past Ray, uh, Sanchez. So City get two goals that they wouldn't normally get. You could see this game teetering and then Bernardo gets one late and uh, you know it, it, it feels like an easy win but City didn't get their goal until the 52nd minute and so you had a whole half of of and you just saw it of Brighton doing Brighton things and you're yeah. like this fucking team if they get anything looking like a striker or ever 
we are, they are, you know, I've been putting, first I was putting Potter on other teams. Now I'm taking strikers and putting them on, on his team. I don't know what's going to happen next, but the team that gets Graham Potter is going to be a team that has a guaranteed top 10 finish. I was going to say 10 is the line, but that's exactly where they are right now. And let's do this. Okay. They're on 40 points and they're 10th. So let's assume next season, which obviously is a, is a flawed experiment, and I understand, but yeah. let's assume that they get Ollie Watkins or somebody, Yeah. right? They get a, a Premier League quality striker. A guy it's not going to be go someone away. like that. It's going to be somebody that we don't know yet. Liam DeLapp, right? Oh, let's just go with that. <laughs> but, but, but hold on. They get – I forget the name. They get 12 – 12 goals out of the striker position. Okay. They, it needs to be, it needs to be not, tw- not, not the number. It's not a raw number. It's, it's consistency. It's like he's getting one every other game or every okay. third well, game. Even 19, every third game but, would be good. But every third game is basically 12. It's 13. Right? But like, so, really, like, I can count on it. I, well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay. That's what, that's what every third game consistently means. So, so 12 to 13 goals. Does, how much higher does that bring them? And I, I say this, if you look at the table right now, they're nine they, they, points off of Wolves. Does that make them as good as Wolves? Maybe. Does that make them as good as West Ham? Uh, I think they get they get into that. They can get into that West Ham space. I mean, basically what we're saying is, can they take five of those draws and make them into wins? Exactly. And, and from there, you go from happily mid-table Right, if you're Brighton, it's interesting. Leicester are like, fuck, we're mid table. And Brighton are like, hey, we're mid table. Um, yeah, but Leicester, I think Leicester aren't that far away. I think that they have had some actually good work happening. I think they yeah, almost but they're almost ready to let Vardy go. Um, I think that you kind of have to let Vardy and Casper Schmeichel and whoever else is left over away. there. You have to let them collect the paycheck. You can't let them go somewhere else because you were a five thousand to one, if it, you know, to win, and you won. So you kind of I, have I to think they, I think they just I'm not hang saying on you play them. them. Yeah, yeah. I think that they just hang on to them, and Vardy becomes super sub. Your guys have been stretching them, and then all of a sudden, fucking Vardy comes on with the big mm-hmm. V on his fucking shirt, and he's like. You know who I fuck? What's my fucking name? Yeah, I'm, right. Who the fuck are you? I'm Jamie Party. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. Here yeah. we go. Um, <laughs> but I think I think that that uh, a proper striker brings Brighton into that um, that, big, that, that next big, that, that fun that next middle tier. class that we have. That yeah, big, nice middle class. That the we West have. Ham Wolves, and I'm gonna count Leicester in it, even though they're they're further away. And also, we should include in that next Newcastle. tier. As early as next year, as early as next year, Newcastle is in that for team. sure, for sure. Because if you look at what they've done since they got Howe, they're on fire. Like they're mm-hmm. they're on like a 50, 45 point. 50 and the point question rate. really will become: I was talking to someone uh, uh, a week or so ago about what their trajectory really kind of looks like, and I think next year is is top ten is a, a good goal for them to have. Yeah, frankly, because you can't. I don't care how much money you have, and I know they have more than God, but I you still can't attract multiple top talent players until you consistently, time. consistently a top four championship level threat. And by championship, want, I mean what league they want to do. What Newcastle want to do is grab players from the teams they think 
are near them. Yes, right? and they you wanna, and, and they did. That. You want to you want to you want to grab Telemans off of Lester, and you're like, yeah. you're not going past me. I'm pulling you down mm-hmm. on the way up. I'm stepping on your head. So that's one thing. That's and one then you maybe maybe you grab you grab someone like Aaron Cresswell from West Ham, and you're like, oh, they grab Fabianski from West Ham, and you're like, I'm taking guys I know are. Ki-. Or maybe you don't go. Maybe you don't go for. You don't go for Rice. You go, you know what? We're going to just take Suchek from you. I don't th- that's the thing. I don't think Rice would go there. I, I you, you No, back- he wouldn't. But Suchek might. Suchek sure. might be someone that sure. you could entice. But like, I'm going to buy- you're going to pay me what? Cuz they're going to pay over the odds. They're going to be like Suchek oh, yeah, is a 40 million player. They're going to pay 70, right? Yeah. They're just going to yeah. like And then they're going to give him a fat check. But yeah. um I I I think the other thing that they do and I think that that makes sense, but um is Whatever they're going to spend on a Thomas Suchek, you double it and you buy every would-be potential, maybe almost wonder kid from like every 15 to 17 and you bring them in the same house. And if you get two of them, then it's found money, right? Because realistically what you're looking at is a two to three year top four challenger. So why not bring in all of those guys at that age? Maybe what, a little young, maybe 16, I, 18, I, what whatever. I think, yeah. What I think needs to happen is, and this is, uh, uh, listeners, if you're from the, the Northeast of England, let us know. What I think is that that is an unmined area. And I think that between Sunderland and between Newcastle and between Middlesbrough and that area and Hull or in that area, there's not a team that's just like, we own this area. We're going to find every fucking kid here so that you can get your Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's from Newcastle. Yeah, Because that piece of connecting someone across your club through time is massive, right? That's why they still play fucking some of those guys. That's why Dan Byrne is playing so well. He's from Gateshead. He's from there. He gets it, right? Why is Alan Shearer a legend? He won one league title. He won nothing else. He never left. He's a legend because he's a Geordie. He played for Newcastle. He wanted it. He suffered. He didn't care. You get that fucking through line into your club, you find a way. That yeah. is so valuable, especially for those people. It is a unique club. That's one of the things that I think Manchester City is missing but has now with Foden. It was missing that connected line of like, this is a City kid. This is somebody who's from the area that you that when people go, oh, fuck it, you just go, Phil Foden, he's one of our own. Harry Kane, why is Harry Kane so important? He's connected to the club. It's it's in him. Because I would I would kill with my bare hands for that man. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that and and or even even to a lesser extent, Mark Noble. Mark Noble's shit. He's terrible. Sure. But you know what? That club fucking matters to him. When yeah. they win, it matters. He's a fan who gets to play for his team. And that's what I think. Like I maybe Declan Rice won't leave because what if what if they win the Europa League and they get Champions League? Like. Like it's opened up for them. There's nobody good that West Ham can beat any of those fucking teams. Oh yeah, they're good. Anyway, uh, what else did I have? I had more stuff, but this goes to something that I wanted to talk about, and I I find interesting. So I'm uh, I'm talking about the World Soccer Talk podcast. It's an old school podcast. It's, it's on. It's what we aspire to. They're on episode sixteen hundred. Uh, not even that big, but Karthik Krishnayer, who was invited to the show, was willing to do it. We never had him on. I blew it. Um. But they were talking about 
the league itself and this season and the fight and how we've been doing this podcast twice a week for the whole season. And it can be hard, but it could be harder, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) It could be much harder. And I don't think it's that hard because there are narratives for almost every single team. And we've probably talked about nearly every single team. Sorry, Norwich, not so much. Watford, eh, sometime. I talked I about wanted to love you, Norwich. You <laughs> yeah, I know you did. you did. You did. You did. But we've talked about almost every team every week, how they all have their own story. They all have their own narrative that is compelling. And the bottom four race has been something we've gotten fired up about. And the top four race over and over again. And the, the schadenfreude joy of United, except when you need them to win. You fucking red devil pieces of shit. But what a great league it is and how every manager now Almost every team in the Premier League is an attacking team or at least has intent and will punch you in the nose, right? Mm -hmm. Like, sure, Brentford's on the counterattack, but I don't want to guard Tony. No. Right? No. I don't want want Embuemo running in behind and missing the shot or hitting the crossbar. He scares the fuck out of me. And so – and hitting the crossbar, nice. And so we whittled it down to, holy shit, Burnley's the only one left. Right. Well, now Watford, but that was our reaction, right? They're just trying to hang on. Yeah, sort of. I mean, they're they're pretty far gone at this point, but but now they're not going to be. Yeah, because they they're like, well, we got to try and win every game we have left, so you might as well go get three. But Burnley were the last bastion of Huffish of defensive of Englishness of the four the four blocks the the two blocks of four. Yeah. Um, and they fire Sean Dyche, and they get a draw and a win. And call it the new manager bounce, call it whatever you want. There is officially, and I'm not, like you said, there are counterattacking teams, but there is no, please try and score on us. We have 11 goalkeepers. There's no not in the face. Oh, no, there's plenty of not in the face. We saw it at Anfield three days. No, no, no. But what I'm saying, like, well, United are not anything, right? Like, if they United were a four-four-two counter, yeah, they're just they have nothing. They don't <laughs> right, even, right, right. It would That's be nice. That would but, actually be good. Like what you're saying right now, is, they could, they could, they could use Roy Hodgson. In years, in in years past, <laughs> yeah. we have seen just teams. awful deep set teams that are there to get beaten. Yeah, including some who are still with us, Newcastle and Burnley come to mind. Um, but yeah, there's I mean, no, there's no Allardyce, there's no Pulis. There's no fucking Steve Bruce's. There's no Neil Warnock's. There's mm-hmm. none of those old English managers. They're literally all gone. And they're being replaced by Gerard, Potter, Dyche to a lesser extent. These young kind of managers that are just like, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. And they're gonna lose. They're and Hassan Hoodle, they're gonna lose, but they're not gonna, they're gonna take somebody with them. It's like if you got into you know this because you're someone who's had a known to have a fisticuff now and again. I you might get beat that. up, not lately, but you know. <laughs> I've never ever once. But yeah, never? you might not once. Not what no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody who says they've never lost a fight has never won. Oh no, never been in one, I meant. Never what never once. No, I'm a I'm I'm very well behaved. No, but what I'm saying is is be a guy who's like, okay, these three guys are beating me up. That guy, he's gonna remember me. He's gonna remember me. That's right. <laughs> So I think there's more teams that are now, they're not just, they're just like, I'm going to get beat. That guy's going to remember me. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I think it, the league is better that way. It's way more entertaining. 
it's way better. The teams are improved. I think, you know, we have, we talked about leads, but leads got the philosophical piece, but now they have someone that goes, yeah, this, uh, this man marking, that's not working. We're not. Doing that anymore. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let's just stand in line together. Don't run out there. Just stay here. And all of a sudden, Oh, look at, look at leads. They're playing so oh, well. Uh, it is interesting to see from the other side of the spectrum, right? There are teams who are just playing drunk FIFA and living to regret it. Fulham in recent yeah. years. Yeah. Rest in peace, but we're happy to have you back. <laughs> They're Norwich. back. Norwich. I mean, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But they don't, they stay true to who they are. Here's even a through a coaching change. Have you change ever seen year. Norwich and Fulham in the league at the same time? They're the they... same person. <laughs> but those kits, they just don't really work. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, respect, and, and, by and the leads. way, Mitrovic. 40 goals in 40 games. We need to have a big over under bet. <laughs> maybe we'll do like a goat. Maybe we'll do a goat. By the way, it is Marco Silva, the biggest phony manager in the history of phonies. Maybe. All right. Here's an idea. Because remember, maybe we'll he was do... the Everton manager. Do you remember Marco Silva no, was the remember. Everton manager? Is it, he's at Fulham now? Yeah. Oh, he yeah, took yeah. over for Parker, and Parker's on the Bournemouth job, and they're both going to come up together. Interesting. Um, we need to we need to have some kind of GoFundMe or something to place an over under bet on Mitrovic's goal total next year. We're taking the over. I don't care what it is, and we need well, to what's find. The, is it twelve? I I don't I I obviously don't know what the line is yet, but it's I would, I would be, imagine if it's, it's around if it's 10. anything over twelve. If it twelve is the is the magic number. Yeah, sure. Because he had maybe eleven he, eleven maybe two he'll seasons go to Brighton. Ago. He couldn't play in Brighton. No, he, he couldn't. Doesn't he's press too much of a hothead. No, um, he doesn't move. But if it hits, we will like we'll give it to a charity or something, or we'll do something <laughs> awesome with like the money. Forty. That's goals. actually not the dumbest idea I've had like today. <laughs> so I heard a stat, and I don't know. I, I, I it's uh, from Flo something or other who's on the the Totally Football uh, League podcast. That thirty. 30% of all the money spent in the championship has been spent by Fulham and Bournemouth. <laughs> oh my God. Well, so, you've so, got to imagine. Right, but, 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 but that's how, but that parachute payment thing, the, like we talk about the Premier League and the top three teams having a lot of money. If you've just come down, you got a lot of fucking money. <laughs> well, that, but, but you got to understand, like the whole, one of the quote unquote reasons for the Super League was to be able to, to give back to the rest of the, the divisions in football. That was their right? like, pitch. Yeah, right. That's full of shit. But the point is, is that they had a weakness to prey on, right? Like for as much as you want to say about some of the, the name brands, you the, the clubs that you see that are like, wow, they're not spending any money. Like what's going on here? Oh, right. That thing from the last two years. The, the Think about for a moment the teams you don't think about. Right, the clubs that really lost out with the no gate that don't have the big television revenues coming in, regardless of who's in the stands. So these clubs, yes, these parachute payments that doesn't surprise me at all. I'd love to see that number from five, ten years ago, but it's smaller. It's smaller. Of course, let's it's just put smaller. it this way. I mean, Fulham are a record season. They're going to score a hundred goals in the championship. Yeah, never been done. They're plus sixty-one. They are fucking kicking the shit out of them they yeah. signed harry wilson for the championship they signed him to a fifth a 15 million dollar transfer fee in the championship is a massive number mm -hmm. that is like 
And Harry Wilson, I don't know if you remember him. He's that little winger who played for Cardiff. I saw him score a goal. He's good. Against Spurs for Bournemouth. By the way, that game, Spurs were up 3-0 in the 89th. Everybody's having a great time. Harry Wilson came on, scored a free kick, scored a goal from open play, and hit the fucking post. <laughs> By the way, he's on 10-15 and 15 this season. Yeah, That's I believe that. He's 25. Hey, maybe he could go to spot Spurs. Buy him. He's good. <laughs> I don't want him. I don't like him. Uh, by the way, the one uh, one of my sons to keep an eye on, Fabio Carvalho, 19 years old, 10 and yeah. 6, signed by Liverpool already. I did see that. Hopefully he gets loaned back because it'd be a shame for him to just sit on the bench at mm -hmm. Liverpool. No, I, there's no reason for them to have, have him on, on the team. It's I the same a, thing I, that Spurs I, did with Saar. Yeah, I have a bunch of I have a bunch of friends uh, from the championship that I like to talk about. I've been I've been doing my research. I'll have a I'll have a best five, uh, best right, five best five sons to to keep an eye. Excellent. <laughs> what else do we have? So we have a couple of games this weekend. Arsenal United. Oh my god, uh, that, that could get ugly again. Uh, Brentford Tottenham we talked about, and Liverpool Everton it could be really ugly. So, um, but Chelsea West Ham is is a really interesting the game. Um, I'm going to be watching is Burnley Wolves. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because Burnley win that game. I don't know where Wolves are right now. They're still oh, they're in the middle. They're fine, but do they care away at oh, yeah, Burnley yeah, yeah, yeah. when it's Burnley's fucking life on the they're line? A, like, they're literally a wounded animal, and they're like, fighting they for get, their They get that thing. They kill those wolves. They act as the axemen in your fucking Little Red Riding Hood, and they fucking go and, uh, you know, what big eyes you have, Everton. We're taking <laughs> your fucking spot. <laughs> So I do wonder about that one uh, for the mm -hmm. violence for the for, for just for violence Chelsea West Ham this mm -hmm. is uh Chelsea Headhunters versus the ICF as anyone I said the who, shit heel derby <laughs> anyone who's up for uh, a little Chelsea smiles and Millwall bricks that is your classic uh, if you're probably 55 years old and like to pretend that you can still fight uh, that would be the game for you uh, because that whole generation of people is gone um, yeah and I would probably won't give a shit about city Watford. It's just, it's not a question of when it's how much, how many. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's all we've got brother. Chelsea and then champions league comes back next week. Ah, yeah, we'll talk Real about Madrid. it. We'll talk about it on, on, on Tuesday, but um, yeah, I mean, Chelsea and West Ham for me is, is the game of the week. Uh, I of course will have my eyes on Brentford community stadium uh, for the late game on Saturday, which I'm not going to feel great about going into, especially given the fact that it's likely that Arsenal will have beaten United probably handily and not only taken temporarily for place. Why do, why do you think why do you think Arsenal's going to beat United? They never beat United. For the same reason that Liverpool just beat United. They're not Arsenal they're not, have not the something to play for and United have nothing. Are broken. <laughs> Their soul broken. is crushed. By the way, I really recommend you find on YouTube the Sky Sports um Gary Neville stuff. It's just okay. this is a man who's crushed. There's something yeah. called the Gary Neville podcast. He does it after he, he does like 20 minutes with Martin Tyler. Right. Right after the games. And he's just broke. He's a broken man. It's like <laughs> in my 45 years, I've never seen a United team this bad. And I yeah. feel him. I It's pathetic. Yeah. Even even Roy Keane is getting into like, he's not even angry anymore. He's just sad. He literally said that. <laughs> if Roy Keane isn't angry, what yeah. is he? What is going on? He's not alive. He's yeah. dead inside. I'm wrapping it up. Okay, that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. That's me. 
Uh, we are the Football Wing of the Chop Sports Network. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We thank the Fan Hub Network. We love our English friends. Please come say hello. And by do to say hello, leave a review. Write it in English. Put a U in there in color. Anyway, thank you, and we need those reviews. Thank you. Bye bye.